Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony. And joining me today are the other three animals in my pack. Fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, starting with the rugged, tough, hairy, fuzzy Alec. Oh, wait. I get to go first? Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Um, My name is Alec. I play Drell of the Ashborn, and um, I'd have to go with the hippo. Hippos are sick. Is that like fuzzy, hairy, dangerous or animal. aggressive? Wow, I wouldn't guess that. Yeah, most dangerous okay. animals in the animal kingdom. Exactly. Yes, it it's up yeah. there. There's a video. I, that's why I watched it. It was like a video of this guy. He like rates animals like ability to survive or something, and it was like one of the highest scores. So when you were in school, um, eating your fancy Wendy's lunch twice a week, when they asked you what your favorite animal was during class. <laughs> You'd be like, mine's a hippopotamus. Absolutely not. It used to be a uh, <laughs> cheetah, but I've grown into of something. Of course. You know, He's matured. Yeah, He's matured. into a hippopotamus. <laughs> Dude, cheetahs are overrated. They can sprint oh, really absolutely. quickly, but then they are done for like They also day. have really bad like genetics, right? I think they're kind of like yeah. the pug or, um, you know, yeah. version of like oh, a wild cat. Yeah, they have like really bad genetics and they get sick and stuff. I also would yeah. not play cards with them. Because they're cheetahs. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Dan, it, what do you got? Oh, it's my turn next. All right. Uh, I am the fox of this pack. Nice. Wait, wait. I am Dan. <laughs> I play Minas Pebble Walker, Tiny Little Storm, Keeper Ranger of the Ivory Boulders, and I would be the fox of this pack. <laughs> what kind of fox uh, are we talking? Yeah, well, describe your fursona, Dan. Oh, my God. <laughs> we all yeah. know you're the furry of the pack. Yeah, okay, Dan. All right, yeah, I have I'm the furry. Evidence, wait, yeah. I'll put it in the yeah. Discord. I have oh, evidence. You have evidence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, a little fennec, uh, or just like a, a red fox. Oh. Uh, see, I arctic foxes. Ooh, Dude. arctic foxes, too. I like every kind of fox, so that's a hard choice for me. Um, Armo's checking in. Um... Mine is similar to Dan's, but it is a red panda. Oh, it looks similar to a fox. Red pandas. I I don't know if you've ever seen Kristen Bell uh, dealing with a sloth. (laughs) That would be me with a red panda. I would just be like, oh, my God, my life has come to a point and everything's downhill from here. But yes, I love red pandas. I want to see one so bad. And they have them at zoos, but I don't really like zoos just because it's mm-hmm. like, you know. So I don't mm-hmm. want to like support it, but at the same time, ugh, I don't know. Anyways, what about uh Tony? You gonna? I like bears, pretty just mm-hmm. a bear. Uh, anything that can you know roll around, preferably like maybe a brown bear, uh, a black bear. But uh, my favorite animal growing up was actually a duck. I love ducks, so it's a toss up between the two. Depends on the day you catch me on, to be honest. But bears. Mostly bears. And how about we stampede into that rundown? Stop trying to what force the conversation <laughs> to change, Dan. These yeah, Dan. All right. No, now to stop Dan from further embarrassing himself, Jared, why don't you go ahead and give us that rundown? You know what? <laughs> I hate you all. To stop this conversation, I'm going to do the rundown. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out Pod, our, our uh, website, 404pod.com. You should check it out. It has everything related to us. Merch, homepage, of which has our full episode uh, for your listening pleasure. Uh, you can actually even uh, reach out to us on our socials, so please do that. And if you see some merch that you want to have added that you don't see out there, 
let us know on the Discord, which you can find under socials, 404pod.com. And now it's time for the recap. In our last session, the Bloodsharp Bandits were ambushed by the most fearsome monster yet, their inner thoughts. In the midst of a flashback-induced coma filled with repressed memories, the heroes find themselves separated. Minus awakens some time later, all alone. Minus then finds Strell, but in a moment of false respite, Drell attacks Minus, revealing himself to be a gooey doppelganger. As Minus runs in fear from Drell, he finds Armos and his doppelganger. A mirror match ensues, but the gang comes out victorious. And then finally, they find Drell stuck on the ceiling. We pick up today's session with Drell's crash landing. Bard, play that intro and let's get on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. We start today's session in the Twisted Cabin with the three of you in a broken, torn-up dining room with Drell face-first T-posed on the floor as he just fell from the ceiling when Armos and Minus freed him from the red goop. The house... The cabinet you are in seems calm. The red tendrils have retracted back into the walls. The dim moonlight drips into the room through the cracked ceiling. The three of you also feel damp. You still have some of this red goop on you from when you were unconscious for an unknown period of time. What are you doing? Well, first, I'm watching Drell fall from the ceiling. Yeah. Whoa, uh, Drell, are you okay? Uh, no. no that kind of hurt. That kind of hurt. Here, here, here. Take some of this. And I give him his alchemy jug with the ale in it. Oh, thank That'll God. That'll get you right. Yep. When Drell takes the alchemy jug, you notice that you hear the swishing as if there is liquid in there. But it is an ale. It's not anything. It's like you you need to refill it with whatever you want to make it. It's refreshed. Oh. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. What the hell is happening with this house? Anyone uh, have any uh, weird dreams? Uh, just... You know, something something weird happened to him. I did. Are you talking like a sex dream? I was transported. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> was... Oh, no. Oh. <clears throat> uh, <yeah. clears throat> that's not the dream I had. Uh, neither, I, I mean, neither I'm, did I. I was just that's... asking Armos if that's the one he had. Is that the kind of dreams you have, Drell? Are you like, no, uh, no. I'm just, like, okay. I'm just, I was uh, just, I was just saying. Anyways, my dream was about. <clears throat> You remember the bag man? I was transported back to uh, this time that I uh, I snuck out. And uh, I was bullied back in my clan. Whoa, he was bullied? No way. <laughs> Stare away into the distance. <laughs> um, can I do start looking around to see if there's anything? While, while they're talking, I guess. Can I look around and see if there's anything? Absolutely. So the three of you have finally caught a beat because you walked into this house and the next thing you knew, the three of you were blacked out with these visages. So the room that you're in right now was the door on the left of the hallway. You're in a, what you can assume to be a, a very destroyed dining room. There is a large shattered table that like Drell landed face first on. There are some destroyed cupboards. There's destroyed chairs, broken off uh, torch handles. You know, this glass all over the floor, wood chips everywhere. Uh, the walls look scratched and mangles. It has a lot of these fist-sized holes in them. 
that you saw like when the red tendrils came out there's a lot of those holes everywhere so right off the bat you can assume that this isn't the first time that has happened in this place you also see like some of these holes on the floor that's who you get at a, at a glance. Do we see any other like dead bodies of like people that make it look like they didn't get out of it? Make me, you can make me an investigation check if you want to take a look around the roof. What about a perception check? <laughs> yeah, you can make me a perception check or an investigation check, whichever oh, thank God. one you would like to do. So, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> all three, Don't worry, yeah, we'll I make it a group a, check a actually. Glass. We'll make it a group <laughs> check. Yeah, we'll make it okay. Yeah, we'll make me a perception or investigation check. I got a 17. Eight. That's amazing. I also got a, no wait, I got a 19. The three of you examine this room. You do not find any bodies. You do find a lot of scratch marks. Um, as if like fingers were being dragged through the wood floor or along the walls. You do see a lot of signs of struggle in this room. There is one other door in this room to the north. And that was how like Armos came in here originally. Do all the struggles seem to be going to the same point? Like how Drell was tethered, fake Drell, was tethered to a point? Do they seem to be pulled that direction? Or are they pulling towards a window or a door? You know what I'm saying? Or does it just seem random? From what you've gathered, the tethers from fake Armos and fake Drell the tethers were coming up through the floorboards, but the tendrils were coming through the walls. At this point, Armos is kind of still on a mission to figure out if if there's, if everything's good or not. And also like blood's kind of in his ears because of uh, everything that he saw and all that stuff from uh, last time. So Armos, I think there was a door in the back. Let's check it out. Yep. And then uh, <laughs> I nod to, to Menace and follow him into the, room where we fought the fake uh, Armos. So the three of you walk into the foyer and this room seemed a little bit more intact than the dining room was. This is the back side of the house. Now there are still a lot of these holes in the wall that you see but the couch and chair seem to somehow uh, maintained its integrity. Uh, it, there is like a large animal skin on the floor like a rug and you do smell embers from the fireplace in the corner of the room mm. huh all right well first things first Armos, did you you set something on fire i smell i think i smell smoke nope someone was, was here recently it wasn't me we need to we need to figure this out keep pushing through let's clear the house and make sure everyone's there's nothing else that we see. Um, I try I try to open the door on the right side of the room. Minus, you go to you go to have a look at the door, and it is unlocked. It is a wooden door, steel, uh, with steel bearings on it. It is on both of its hinges. It doesn't look like it was ever busted through or, or opened in a very long time. The floor around the door still looks very dusty and caked over. Yeah, right. weapons at the ready, boys. Yeah, Reginald, you go first. Uh, yeah, Armrose, you, you got you got this, right? I just sh shoot him a look. <laughs> hey, look, we all about roles here, okay? He's the beefcake. Minus is the artist, okay? I'm I'm the brains on Armrose's shoulder, okay? Kind of seems like a diss, Armrose, but all right. Anyways, uh, 
Yeah. We uh, open the door. Yeah, I just, I still got my weapons ready. Yeah, and I, I open the door. You open the door. Creaks open. You actually feel some resistance on the door as when you push the door back, you're like dragging this rug that was like pushed up against it. And the hinges crack as you open the door and you feel it become loose. And it starts to become easier as you push it. And it's like breaking off the hinges. This room looks like more of a study with a broken down bookcase in the corner of the room. There is a fold out cot that looks completely ripped up, torn to shreds. There is a chair that looks usable in the further corner of the room next to a window that isn't fully barricaded. It has a piece of wood that was like hanging off. Like somebody may have ripped it off to go through the window at some point and reveals more of this enclosure of trees surrounding the house. And on the same wall that you just came in through the door, there is a staircase descending. I suppose I, I just kind of tiptoe into the room and wave the guys in. And is there anything like like a drawers or anything that we can look through? Is it all just kind of broken up, broken down, kind of like rubble? Here, next to the chair in the room, there is like a nightstand. Okay. Looks like it might have like a little drawer. Yeah, I guess I'll I'll go check the nightstand real quick as I'm sneaking across the room. Minus, be careful. Walk up to this nightstand. It's next to the chair. You can get like a clear view of the basement stairs. You look down, and at the bottom of the staircase, there's this wooden door that looks very beaten up. And for the second time, you feel this eerie draft coming from the basement. You look forward, jostle the drawer open. There is a letter there, like an envelope. It's been opened has a broken seal on it. There is no documents inside the envelope, but it's just an empty envelope. When you look at the seal, you see the Red Dawn sigil. Interesting. I've seen oh. this before. And it's, do you, don't you, re you recognize, guys, you recognize the symbol, right? Wait, what is this? And I have it upside down. Almost. You've seen this before, right? Yeah. I kind of like position it so it's it's like away from Menace. It's just more like in front of Armos. <laughs> Let me see that. Uh, is there anything else on it? Or is this just the envelope that had the sick? The it's just an empty envelope with a broken seal. Like, so the, like it, a red oh. stamp that encloses it. Yeah, a red seal. And the red seal was the red dawn symbol. Is there is there anything in the envelope at all? Or is it just empty? You no, know, like little piece of paper or nothing? You don't find any paper or anything, but if you like to try to do something to it. Yeah, if there is, if there's anything left over, I could probably cast mending. Um, but it's just an envelope. It's I, very old. I can make the envelope look better. <laughs> it's just an envelope with a broken seal from what you can tell. It's very caked over with dirt. The, when you open the drawer, like it took a little bit of, took a little bit of a, uh, you know, strength to get it back on the tracks to open it drawer probably hasn't been open in a very long time either. Oh, you know what? Minus actually does cast mending on it. He's like, oh, this is a nice envelope. I could use this for my letter to my mom. <laughs> cast mending on the envelope just to make it nicer for when he sends the letter back home. Wait, so you're going to use the same seal? Well, no, I'm going to take the seal off. I'm going to, like, cover up the seal, you know? Because, mm. uh, yeah, we that's a good point. That's a good point, Drew. <laughs> so you cast mending, which uh, repairs uh, a single break or a tear in an object you touch. Like a broken chain link, two halves of a broken key, etc. 
Uh, yeah, so this would fix the envelope. And you cast Mending, and it glows in its holy light, and Sid, who looks very, like, beat up, barely holding it together, goes, meh, meh. And the envelope shines, and it gets its luster back, looks crisp, folded edges. The, se the seal repairs itself. Like, it looks freshly made. And when you mend it, it, like, reseals, and you have this nice-looking letter now. And written on the front, it has two letters on it initials it has initials on the front it says j dot k uh, of course it's all been a joke no no julius kent oh my god drell what <laughs> remember that guy julius kendrick is probably his envelope oh okay that you know that probably makes more sense that makes more sense well maybe he's joking with us <laughs> menace keep this safe oh, this yeah, we'll may do. come in handy later uh well, I, I'm still going to use it, and I open it up to get it ready for <laughs> my own letter. <laughs> All right. Uh, the three of us, I, the downstairs. I'll proceed down. So you go down the stairs, and there's this beaten up wooden door, and it looks way more reinforced than the other doors in this place. You open the door, and there are more steps proceeding down into this darkness. Almost, you can see ahead of you with your demon sight, with your devil sight, um, but Menace and Drell are completely blind to what lies beyond that door as you are heading into this dark basement. Uh, uh let's, uh, let's get out our, I hold out the, the walkie-talkie torch. <laughs> you, oh you, yeah, let's try this out. So the three of you are picking up your walkie torches? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Taki torches. All three torches ignite at the same time. And as they ignite, they are actually illuminating red. They are not illuminating green, as every other flame you've made here before. And they do produce a small amount of heat, despite the other flames you have made here. And as you take out the three torches, there are creaks and snaps within the torches. Kind of like a house settling, or wood settling within itself. And then the almost a the torch that you're holding, you see like a mouth unfold in it. Yeah, and this wooden tongue comes out. It's been a minute. And you see the torch cracks its, you know, moves the head of the torch like it's cracking its neck back. Who, who, who is you? Who, who are you? Who's this guy? And uh, menace the torch you're holding does the same movements. He goes, I don't know who this guy is. Who's this guy? And he tries to headbutt you, Menace. And Drell, the one you're holding, goes, Adam, who's this guy? Ah. And Drell, your torch, like, opens his mouth. Like, it's trying to slowly bite at you and it only has, like, one tooth in it. Oh, my God. I smack mine against the wall. Hey, stop that. Ah, what? What gives? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on here? Uh, this is weird. I thought you were just a normal torch. <laughs> and your voice replays through Armos's and Drell's torch. Your exact voice. Oh, this is weird. I thought you were just a torch. Oh my god, I can hear. That guy didn't rip us off. There is a now a loud echo because the three of you are standing in like 
within 10 feet of each other. So, Minish, your voice goes through almost in drills, and then it reverberates oh back into yours, and then it reverberates back into them, and you just constantly go back and forth as they're all now mimicking <laughs> these sounds as they transmit. I hate this. I might just go back to my feather. <laughs> I hate this. I might go back to my feather. Oh, God. I, I, mean, I, I hate this. I might go back to my feather. I hate this. I might go back to my feather. I, I tell everyone to just... I put my finger up to tell them all to shut up. And uh, once the echo <laughs> stops. Wait, what are you trying to say, Armos? Hey, what are you trying to say, Armos? Hey, what are you trying to say, Armos? Hey, what are you trying to say, Armos? I use my magic hand to put a finger over his mouth like you, you are generating a large amount of noise as the voices begin to echo or rever reverberate off each other. Oh, be quiet. Got it. And I zip my lips. Yeah, I think I just kind of do the same. Or I get a. It's kind of like that interference, right? Where you have like. Yep. They're, on they're teams too close or to whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Then I kind of just start backing up to the point where mine doesn't get picked up. Can we? Can we turn you know these what? on and off at will? Yes. All right. So turn, turn mine off. <laughs> All three of them. When you turn yours off, the other two go off at the same time. What the fuck? Okay. I, I turn mine back on. The other three turn back <laughs> off. <laughs> no, wait, bro, off? I gotta say something. I turn mine off. <laughs> Alright, so here's my thought. We turn these torches on. And uh, Armos has demon sight, so he goes in first. And then, Drell, you can be in the front of the house, and then I can be in the back of the house. Then Armos can tell us if anything bad happens, and we'll rush down. Wait, so you want to stay up here where the house just, like, Took us over. We gotta make sure nothing chases him down there, you know? I mean, Wait. Can, can we just do that by going with them? I got an idea. We leave them off, and if something bad happens, we turn them on. Or yeah, can I, I got a better idea. <laughs> what if we just leave one of the torches here on so then we can hear if anyone's oh. coming up behind us? And That's a great idea. We can yeah. leave two of them here. <laughs> Why would we? Okay, sure. <laughs> you guys leave yours here, and I'll keep mine. <laughs> and I'll, you know, I'll make sure I'll listen to see if anyone's coming in, you know, either side of the house or coming up behind us. Yeah, I'm basically like a lightning bug, anyways, and I pull out my glowing mace and <laughs> I have my glowing feather in. Yeah, so I think that's what we do. We're gonna keep one up here. We're gonna take the two, other two. two up here. I'm going in front, and then you guys are following me. Is what the plan is. Yeah, we can keep two. So the three of you go down the stairs as you leave one of the walkie torches up the stairs so you can kind of hear if anything's coming through. I like it. And as in you a, leave. In a, like, uh, not just like laying there. We make it look like it's supposed to be there. No, we just leave it in the doorway. What's the matter? Okay. Well, I mean, they put it out. At least we'll know. <laughs> you hear Mr. Like, hey, what am I doing over here? Why am I on the wall? I'm going in. What gift? Hey. Hey, turn him off. Turn him off. No, we need him on. Ah! <laughs> As you go down the stairs, it's just screaming. Uh, I think we should help him. No, we don't got to help him. He's fine. Almost the torch seems like the sensible one. And as you go down the stairs, the torch still screaming in the background. Okay. So when they talk, we don't hear it on the tor uh, the other. No, torches. when the when the yeah right when the uh, torches oh talk, you don't. God. They don't transmit. Just your voices transmit. 
So we mm-hmm. don't. We, the only way we can hear the torch screaming is like from it echoing yes. down, not from actually coming out of the torch itself. Cor- correct. Okay. <laughs> That's so stupid. So <laughs> just to re-go over these mechanics, because you guys haven't um, fully explored the torches yet. The three torches are linked to each other. When when you talk into it, it uses your voice and it sends it through the other mouth of the two uh, torches, just like walkie-talkies. The added nuance to it, uh, because Silver said he would sell these cheap, is that they all also have their own personalities to them. And they, the three of them talk to each other when they're on. And I'm very much regretting our purchase. (laughs) You guys take about 15 steps and the screen upstairs seems to just go to a hush. You still see the light at the top of the stairs. But you feel like you've traveled further uh, into the basement than you originally perceived, and it is a dark stairway. Mm-hmm. You reach the bottom of the stone stairs, and there is an iron door, round in shape, between two stone walls. The staircase, like width, is only about ten feet, if that. You, three of you are actually kind of snug down here with Drell. What are the three of you doing? Opening that door. Open the door. Boop. Oh my god. Open the door. We're going to hold your character there for a moment. You open the door, and there is a small basement room, maybe about 50 feet from what you can gather, like between the whole room. There is a fireplace on one end that isn't lit, and across the room, there is a red symbol on the floor that is faintly glowing with all these hieroglyphics spread out. And it looks like there's a lot of dried blood in the center of it. Make me a history check, almost. Hey, I think I'm good at that. I am good at that. 17. From where you're standing, you're about 20, 30 feet away from it. And it is a large room. It takes up a better part of the room towards the back. You recognize this sigil as it is a sigil that you've made before. A loon sigil. The same sigil that you remember from Granny Wilfrey's basement. That's the last time you saw something like this. What are you doing? Clearing the room to make sure that there's no grandmas anywhere. Uh, so I motion the guys to, to step forward, and then I point to, to Drell to go left, and then I'm going to go right, and we proceed in the room. Um, Is this... Okay, so... Like standing in the door, can can I not see the rest of the room, or can I only see like what can I if I'm standing in the doorway? What can I see? The room is pitch black, other than what your torch torch illuminates, which isn't that much. You notice that when you go when you stand in the door frame, you, there's a room on your right with a door that's slightly ajar, and to your left. There's like a fireplace, and it looks like it goes back a little bit more behind mm. the staircase. Okay, then I look at Armos and I shake my head no, and I point right in the doorway, and I, I just make it like a gesture, like I'm standing right here, because I don't, I don't want all three of us to go into this room that none of us can see. I, I point to Minus to get when, up here. <laughs> when you look behind Drell, you see Minus like peeking out just with his thumbs up, <laughs> like you got this, Armos. <laughs> I walk in the room. <laughs> you walk into the room, and even with your devil sight, it seems very dark. The room that is across the room that's emitting this low light is kind of your fixing point. Mm-hmm. 
like your eyes are adjusting to that and it's kind of like switching your devil sight on and off because it's emitting enough lights where it's like it's not a dark or dim room anymore and then it like quickly adjusts back so like you're kind of like rubbing your eyes you're having a hard time focusing are you still in the doorway like wh where are you going in the room are you going up to the sigil so right now i'm one step in past the door um just to get everything to get these uh scaredy cats in the room <laughs> um i'm gonna walk over to where the fireplace We're is like shaggy and scoop creeping up behind you right <laughs> Um, I'm gonna walk over to where the fireplace is and see if uh, there's any wood that I can maybe start. Okay. Make me a perception check as you are walking over to the fireplace. 19. Oh, you guys following me? Oh, you guys yeah. are coming? No, oh, I'm great. standing in the doorway. <laughs> You're in the doorway. What'd you make? Uh, what was your perception 19. check? 19. I see everything right now. You walk over to the fireplace. And there is some wood in there, wood that isn't burned. It actually looks like there are logs in there with the intention to be burned, although the wood is dead and frail. As Armos and Minus enter the room, sticking to the doorframe, you hear some movement in the room to your left. It sounds, well, it sounds like distilled water. Uh, stagnant water that just had a ripple through it. To your left. All right. Well, I gotta light this fire. I'm staring that direction, trying to light this light this fire. You use your fi cool fiery power. Of Rachel's like, uh, yeah, you got this, you got this, and use firebolt, a cantrip that you never seem to use for some reason. You ignite the fire, fire, <laughs> and the room. Lights up. In the corner of the room, hugged tightly to the ceiling that takes up about 20 feet in the corner, is this red amorphous blob with impressions of faces with various emotions pressed up against the gelatin with tendrils coming out of its sides and they are connected into the wall and you hear various screams and sounds coming from within it dozens if not hundreds of voices rambling inside of it as if this red amorphous blob has a has is like holding hostage all of these beings inside of it and you see these the impression of various faces screaming and suffering in pain i'm gonna need the th three of you to roll initially oh five 23 i got a four well, it's either you guys like do really good or shit like <laughs> story of my life. The three of you are now facing down this giant red gelatin-like ooze with all these faces that uh, come in and out of its gelatin-like exterior, with its tendrils in the walls as it's trying to as it's latched onto the house and it begins to move forward towards you. Starting at the top of the round, menace on initiative twenty-three. What are you doing? I like I like to imagine that I see Armos turn, look with fear in his eyes to the other side of the room and Minus goes, oh, what's over there? And he peeks in and goes, ah! <laughs> and starts screaming. And he rolled a 23 in initiative, by the way. I just want to point yeah. that out. So he screams and goes, ah! And throws something. Or says something. And, just, and goes, 
Okay, good. He gets far enough that he's next to the thing. Goes, ah! And just panic starts <laughs> hitting this This thing. This blob is massive, by the way. It is taking up a large chunk of the room in a space oh. that it's occupying. It is a pillar of, like, blood ooze. I'm just, I'm just going to hit it with my Mace of Disruption, and hopefully that does something cool. Uh... So that is, the first one is an 11. Oh my God. I just got an 11 and a 10 on my mace of disruption. He's panicking. So he's just yelling and swinging. <laughs> when you swing with your mace, it's like the ooze is dodging the attack by like just moving itself out of the way without actually moving its body. It's it, it's like it's reading your attacks. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> and then I guess I'll just, just to see what happens. I'll take one more attack. Can't be as bad as those, right? <laughs> Play five to hit with my javelin. Yeah, the javelin hits. That's uh, nine points of piercing damage, and then Sid and my favorite foe do an extra three points of damage. <laughs> you stab him with this javelin as the Sids run down the javelin to deal additional damage. As they're slapping uh, this red ooze, you see that the ooze actually grabs the little Sids and like quickly pulls them in, and you see them floating inside, and then dissolve oh. like rock into acid. Oh God. We're going to move to initiative 19, which is this red amorphous blob. As Minish, you ran up to it, started swinging at it. It dodged some of your attacks as if you telegraphed them really badly. And then you managed to get a good hit on him with the javelin as it's now going to use its tendrils. It just shoots out from its body right in front of you, making two attacks, hitting you with a 21 and a 22. Ouch. You're going to take 19 points of bludgeoning damage and an additional 16 points of psychic damage as this red ooze slaps you, like punches you right in the face. When the when the red tentacle hits you, you feel like you're being stabbed with it, like it's punching and grabbing you at the same time. And then you're going to take another off its second tentacle, 17 points of bludgeoning damage with an additional 17 points of psychic damage as it hits you from the other side. That is not looking good for minutes. <laughs> ah! This hurts emotionally and physically, guys. Ah! What's going on in there? It is now ah. also going to take movement and move on the ceiling. And it's gonna go, it's gonna move slightly past you, minutes and kind of make its way towards the center of the room as it's uh, crawling on the ceiling getting itself in the center it's going oh, to make many it looks a lot more menacing <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> um it's going to make a third attack on armos as this red tendril slaps you armos on the chest piercing your armor i'm gonna need you to make me a wisdom saving throw with dc 18 oh i got 14 but hang on I have my... Is he going to use it? I'm finally going to use it. <laughs> this might be the first time yeah, in the whole campaign is, to yeah, use this. Maybe one other time, but... Dark One's own luck. It's a warlock uh, fiend ability that I got at level six <laughs> that I haven't used in a long time. So I basically, I get to once per rest... Uh, when you're making an ability check or a saving throw, you can use this feature to add a d10 to your roll. Okay. Roll it. 
Oh, you rolled a one. Oh my goodness. Feels bad. Got any inspiration? No. Gave it a gave it a go. You know? At least at least I used it, right? Yeah. That's what I'll say on my gemstone. You try your best. You are gonna take 38 points of psychic damage as the tendril latches onto you and your eyes fade white for a moment as it begins to go deeper into your body. And once again, you relive that nightmare from our last session of you holding Layla, your hellhound, no. and reliving those horrific moments when she was taken away from you. You feel faded and drained. I, um, actually, I feel pretty dead. Oh, <laughs> you're down? Yeah. Oh. What? No. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh, this is bad. No. Oh, this is so bad. Yeah. Oh, shit. Maybe you should have led with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that this, oh, oh, my God. Okay. Almost, mm -hmm. you fall to the floor as this third tendril slaps you and impales you. Medicine drill, you see like this tendril has like a movement as it's trying to absorb something from him. Almost when you go down, you are now reliving these memories from the last session over and over again on how this demon has duped you and these various um, flashbacks on what you're doing to try to get her back. With that, we're gonna go to the next initiative. It's actually gonna go to initiative five, Armos. As you are down, dead. and this tendril <laughs> is doing its thing, mm -hmm. I need you to make me a death save. I don't know what to do. What You're gonna roll do? a d20. 11 or higher is a pass. One to ten is a fail. One it gets you two one. death saves. Oh! oh, you rolled a nat twenty! Are you lucky, son of a bitch? You pop back up with one health. You touch my dog. <laughs> As Armos was laid out on the floor, <laughs> you rolled a nat 20 and your eyes open in a fiery yet weak rage and you stare at this thing and you're like, you kicked my dog. <laughs> From a nat one to a nat 20, beautiful. Wow. That's poetic. So that happens on the end of your turn, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna move to initiative <laughs> four drill. Okay, and what is the size of this thing again? <laughs> it is a large of course it is. being. Didn't have the G word, okay. Oh, actually I lied, it is considered huge. But not giant. Hey, you're in luck, bud. Huge is greater than giant, so. Oh, sick. Yeah, so it is going to work here. And if anyone's gonna fight me on that, tough cookies, because it's, it's bigger than giant. Woo woo. So, okay, so I look over and I saw the beast like slowly trying to like, like you said, like absorb something from Armos. And then I see him stand back up which makes my life so much more easier because uh, I um, I look at the blob and I say, hey, if anyone's going to mooch off Armos, it's going to be me. And um, I just pull out my giant slayer and I'm going to attack. Oh, actually, I'm going to go into a rage first because I'm pissed that uh, this, this monster is clearly trying to fuck with, you know, um, my friends and... Um, yeah, so I'm going to attack. Okay, the first one is a 16 to hit. That is right on the money. 25 damage for the first attack. Um, I am now going to use my second attack. 
15 or sorry that is a 23 to hit um that is 28 damage uh the second time um so i'm gonna go ahead and attack recklessly for um because i'm going to action surge so now i'm going to attack recklessly for these ones <laughs> that's a 17 to hit on the first one okay that hits. okay so then the first one is uh 22 damage attacking recklessly and now i'm going to attack recklessly again and that is a 25 to hit that hits Ooh, not as good damage this time only 17 damage on the last attack. Are you guys just watching Tony just wipe sweat off his brow? <laughs> Is there any more attacks I should know about? <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just one action, too. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. This, that's my Yo, turn. Yo, he's making up for him all last session, bro. You charge in with this giant slayer, and you start wailing out this thing, recklessly attacking in a rage and when you swing, you are taking massive chunks at it as all this red goop begins to fall from it. All the faces that's like in there are appearing on its exterior are all showing the same emotion, anguish and horrifying pain. It looks like this thing is suffering. What else are you doing? Uh, that's all, yeah, that's all I'm gonna do right now uh, for my turn. Awesome, we're gonna move to initiative 23. Menace, as this thing as this thing crawls over you, barely hitting you uh, because it is a huge creature on the ceiling and the ceiling is only about 20 feet tall. It like just goes over you. Go ahead and make me a perception check as as this thing was moving over you before it just got its ass handed to it by Jarrell. Make me a perception check. It's a big old six. Okay. You notice that with a six, there's just, you see a lot of things like floating around inside of it, but that's all you really get. This thing is very dense and you feel like you can't see through it, despite its gelatin form. What are you doing on your turn, sir? I run over to Armos, like, Armos, are you okay? Sid, CPR. <laughs> and you see these little rocks go into Armos's throat for some reason, uh, <laughs> try to do something. <laughs> you see um, you see Sid uh, jump on to Armos, getting ready to cast whatever spell you were about to cast. Like a defibrillator <laughs> at third level, I cast uh, Cure Wounds. Perfect. All right. 21 health. Ooh. 21 health back, Armos. Oh, baby. Not bad. What else are you doing as these sits go Meh, and do like, like a defibrillator? Sock, shock him. That's all I can do on my turn. So I'm just holding Armos, making sure he's okay. <laughs> Stay with me, Armos. Stay with me. Shaking him, even though he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move to the red ooze's turn as it looks very messed up. It, it looks like it's looking everywhere. You don't know where this thing's attention is. First, it's going to make two attacks. And they are both going to attack drill but before it does it i kind of look around and i like point back at armos <laughs> <laughs> like i don't i don't know it was me it was that guy with a 16 and 15 these two tendrils just go past you as the attacks seem very hazy when these tendrils launched out of its body almost like it was dazed are you reacting to that i am um i'm going to repost that bitch Whoa! God. Okay. Um. Hold on. Think. Think. Uh. Fuck. Okay. I. <laughs> I have a nine. <laughs> I rolled a nine. Yeah, that is going to miss. As you go to try to repost it, and it 
oozes and stretches around your weapon. What the fuck? Get away from me. It is going to make a third attack. I'm going to need you to make me a wisdom saving throw of a DC 18. See, I was, I was born for this. Don't worry, guys. Oh, that's a dirty 20. That's <laughs> Let's fucking oh, nice. go. Fuck. Out of here. How? <laughs> dirty fucking The wise 20. man. The wise man. I don't know what that means, but I feel like it's probably good. Son of a bitch. You, you, this third tendril comes out, and as it, like, latches onto you, this third tendril is actually, like, double the size of the first two attacks, and you, like, bash it off as it was trying, as this one, like, tried to stab you, but you were able to rip it off in time, and it wasn't able to get anything from you. It is now going to take its movement, and you see it, on the ceiling, it begins to rumble and ripple, and it goes through the ceiling, through the cracks. It is not in the room. What, since I'm standing right in front of it, would I not get an opportunity attack since it, you said it was latching onto my sword? No, because you already used the reaction. Um, we don't that, hear it through the that's, torch. That's upstairs. why he specifically <laughs> asked if I was reacting to this because he knew that I was going to do that, <laughs> and then he knew it was going to run away. I see. I see what he did there. Smart guy. Like Jello through the crack, goes straight up into the house. The crack that it actually went through is like in between two floorboards. It's not even like a hole. Very tiny. And then you see little thin tendrils come from the ceiling into the room, going to the floor. And the little the thin tendrils are like illuminated like an ethereal blue light and as they hit the floor they begin to bubble these six tendrils bubble get bigger and bigger and then bigger i need a volunteer hey minutes you go first roll me roll me a d6, a d6. twice yeah roll me a d6 twice let me know what numbers you get i got i got those things a five and a one drill uh roll me in, roll me two d6 Tell me what two numbers you get. I got a six and a four. Almost roll me two D6, please. Four and a two. These six tendrils begin to bubble and then six humanoid shapes of people you recognize. Treyus Huge, Jews, two Gretchens, a halfling in a green cloak. Looks like Bando Bars. And the last one is a Lara Dawnstar. <laughs> <laughs> These six figures appear before you they are wearing the last thing you've seen them in so you got Treyush Buse in his full set of armor holding a great sword his eyes all their pupils are white Treyus is wearing his full set of plate armor with his uh, paladin sigil on his tabard Jubes is there wearing her tattered clothes her leather armor destroyed covered in stab wounds the last time you saw her dead you see two gretchens the shopkeeper the one that was the assistant at the blacksmith and the other one that was at thumbus wolfrey's alchemy shop during the zombie horde that you did, weren't able to save in time all eaten up you see bando Baris. looks perfectly fine it's the last time you saw him he looks like he's getting he's in his heist clothes and then you see a Lara Dawnstar with her two swords out wearing her wolf mask. Yeah, we're going to move to initiative five. Armos, 
as you see this giant red ooze flee and these six tendrils come down, taking the form of people you've met before but haven't seen in a long time. What are you doing? So the tentacles came down, formed these these actual individuals. Do we see them still uh, being puppet puppeted? Yeah, so you saw this these six tentacles come down and then morph into these six mm -hmm. uh, characters that you've met before. They all mm -hmm. are standing in like a circle, ready to fight. Mm -hmm. you, you're staring them down. You see Jubes has two daggers in her hands, sharpening. It's like, you let that heist go to waste, mate. Alara goes, oh, I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to really enjoy this. As she's sharpening her sword, Atreus is like, take out another demon. It would be my greatest honor. Band of Baris is doing backflips, and Gretchen is screaming at you. He's like, you let me die. You didn't help. You didn't help. And she looks like she's barely holding on. And she has like giant elongated claws, zombie like features. Uh, still shaken up from the, the vision that I had when I almost died um, with Menace right next to me, helping me up. I'm like, I just shout, no. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, wait. Looking at the table, I see my mistake. Since they're all <laughs> directly in front of me in a perfect <laughs> cone. Uh, I cast Hex <laughs> with one hand and saying, that's for earlier. And then I use Burning Hands and I say, that's for Layla as I shout it out. And they have to do a dexterity saving throw. Menace, Six the Hex Layla. I don't know. I've, I've never heard that name before. <laughs> Get him, Armos! <laughs> uh, <laughs> they failed. So it's 33. But then how does... He did I hex them all or just one of them? Uh, you hexed one of them, but okay, it doesn't right, right. matter. Okay. <laughs> it was a lot of damage. I, I see as a DM, I see the mistake that I made in this fight <laughs> as these six people. You got Treus, Jubes, Bandobars, two Gretchens, and Alara Dornstar screaming at you, trying to remind you of your mistakes that you've made, calling you a dirty devil, a demon that should have perished long ago. Treus is getting ready to attack, and the two Gretchens lung at you like zombies, and you cast Burning Hands, dealing 33 damage to the 30 health minions, <laughs> incinerating all of them, and then the tethers catch flames and go into the ceiling as you just killed six creatures. I love that. This this scary, <sighs> crazy thing is happening. All these monsters happen. Poof! Flames. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I made a mistake. I... Ooh! I think Armos is fine. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it looks it. So keeping the same initiative now that you've effectively cleared the room, we're going to keep the same initiatives but you are temporarily out of combat for the moment. What are the three of you doing? Are we, so are we going up there to finish this thing? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Absolutely. Uh, and I, like I push. <laughs> I'm, I'm so ready at this point and just pumped up off temporary hit points. I push my way up the stairs, looking <laughs> for the first thing to just make a movement. Hands ready. <laughs> uh, uh, yep. Okay. Uh, up we go. Up. Up we go. 
three of you go up the stairs back into the study and you find yourself in the study alone with no sign of the red ooze. You must have killed it. Absolutely not. I'm still just eyes set ablaze looking. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go room to room just still just ready to go. I want to search for the creature and see if I see any signs of where it went. Yeah, you go ahead and make me an investigation check as you're looking for signs of the so I whip out my magnifying glass. Wow, that's a natural 20. Except for my terrible rolls earlier. Of course it is. Of course it's a natural 20. I even get. Dude, this I is whipped out my magnifying glass, Tony. This is payback for last session from all the net 20s I got. Now I'm just getting embarrassed here. This is not cool. Okay. This is supposed to be hard, damn it. So yeah, let me see if I can find it, guys. <laughs> Take out your magnifying glass. Shing, sparkle, sparkle. And you look around the room and you see that in the center of the room is this red ooze where you can deduce that this is the crack in the floor where it came from. It came through the study. The door is still open. You don't see any other tracks going out the door. However, on the far side of the room, from the staircase next to the door you came in through um, on the wall, you see some red goo in one of the many holes along the wall. You can judge that it probably went through the holes on the wall on the far side of the room. He went south. Yes, he went south in the house. Yep. Now, you see me you see me like Scooby-Doo on the ground with my magnifying glass. And I look up and I see it. I go, oh, guys, here. <laughs> Just point. As soon as he points, I instantly try to like Eldrick blast the wall to bust it down. <laughs> so I don't know if it's going to work, but that's kind of rage he's in at this point. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I'll, I'll allow it. Um, uh, yeah, I have a mechanic for this. Go, roll to um, roll for damage as you just hit this wall in front of you. Yeah, burn okay. this bitch down. <laughs> Seven and a nine. <laughs> Not a lot, but it got Eldrick Blast. You blast into this <laughs> fragile wood wall, and it does not come down. You pretty much shoot straight through it. Oh. As it now leaves a, like, a small boulder-sized hole in the wall where you shot, like, there's two of them, and you can mm. see into the next room. You see the giant red ooze yes. gurgling, <laughs> through, yes. gurgling through, and you see this horrific faces as it looks like you just barely dodged your allergic blast. We're going to move to initiative four. Drill. Well, uh, don't worry, guys. I, I think I got this. <laughs> and I, I just pull out my giant slayer again, and I just move up to the the giant goo and I just say hey little buddy remember so, me so you but can't like walk up to it there's a wall there um we just look but we can holes. see we can see through it right yeah you can like you can look through it and like if I was on the other side of that wall I could just see your whole face like here's Johnny yeah can I like knock on the wall real quick and see what type of wall I'm dealing with <laughs> so okay it is a wood wall that looks very messed up but you still have to roll to hit the wall. All right. With the melee weapon. I will go ahead and I will roll to hit with my giant slayer. Yes. Um, a 17. You smash this wall with your giant slayer, making the hole effectively bigger. Depending on how much damage you do is how much more it's open. Go ahead and roll for damage. 
This wall is not considered giant. No. Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. I mean, the giant thing is hiding behind the wall. I feel like that's (laughs) nine damage. You smash your sword through the wall and you make this hole that Minus could probably go through easily, but you would still need to lay into it if you wanted to make something that you and Armos could probably fit into. And the hole that you made is like. Minus would probably have to like really get down and try to squeeze himself through. All right, good thing I get a second attack, Armos. Just hold on, give me a sec. <laughs> and I'll. Uh... You just hear sounds of nervous bubbling on the other side of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> that is a uh, twenty-eight to hit the wall. Roll for damage. That's another uh, fifteen damage. The wall it begins to crumble as you lay into this wall. <laughs> <laughs> And you make this giant hole in the wall as most of it just starts to now collapse as debris above you starts to fall down with it. Um, and it as it was a load-bearing wall. <laughs> yeah, that's why I twisted it. Okay, so <laughs> the house begins to shake as it was already leaning between two massive trees uh, for any type of structural integrity. And now the house begins to move a little bit as debris begins to fall and the ceiling starts to collapse. Uh, the wood that is falling are pretty much just wood chips at this point, and it's not anything massive just yet. Is there anything else you would like to do on your turn after those two attacks? How how high is this uh, ceiling? This ceiling is like, uh, you know, it is kind of like on an angle. So at its highest point, it might be like 30 feet above you. So if I tried to walk up and hold the beam... So Armos, oh my God. so Armos and Minus can like attack, keep attacking this thing and the house not collapse because I'm holding the beam. Would I be able to do that? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Yes. You want a Ninja Turtle to this where you shredder yeah. onto the dock? Absolutely. All right. Ninja Turtles to the secret. Oh, this is perfect. Okay. Yeah, go for it. So you are going, you're going to use your movement effectively to try to hold yourself in place so your two teammates can kind of run through and or do their thing yeah exactly so with that movement we're not going to do any checks just yet but that is going to end your turn if you're positioning yourself that's fine perfect we're going to go to the top of the round on initiative 23 minutes all right, so he's holding the, the wall up so I can. there's still a hole that I can see through? Yes, you can go through the wall. There's like a big enough hole now we can kind of like jump through um, or run through. Cool, 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 cool. Don't worry, Minus. Did a great workout this morning. <laughs> ah, fuck it then. Let's finish this. And I somersault through the wall. <laughs> and I start attacking this thing. <laughs> <laughs> you somersault through the wall in between Drell's legs. And you are now in the room, and this ooze is staring at you, bubbling with all these faces of angry emotions staring at you with its empty eyes. Uh, so I just first I just swing at it with my mace. I uh, got a uh, ten and a twenty. The twenty will hit. Uh, is it a fiend or an undead? It is not. Uh, okay. Had to check. Uh, so that's nine points of damage with my mace, and then uh, I do one more attack. Uh, with my javelin. That was a 14. That is going to miss. All right, I did my job. Get in here, boys. <laughs> We're going to move to initiative 19 as the reddish ooze begins to bubble and it begins to fall apart through the opaque jelly. You see items begin to shift and move around as it's 
becoming clear the more damage you're doing to it. And the three of you notice that there are various objects inside of it. And there are tiny glints. And Reginald goes, wait, hold on a minute. And you see blood shards <laughs> floating. And then three of them evaporate as ooze begins to reconstruct itself and begins to regain more of its original form. You can instantly tell that it's beginning to heal itself. Yeah, of course it is. It is going to cast a spell as it now it begins to glow a bigger impression of a face. It looks like a wizardly face, an older gentleman. You don't see any defining facial features. It's all red ooze, but you can tell like the ooze is trying to make an older gentleman's face with like the impression of like a little wizard hat and a long beard and you see the mouth is moving uh drell make me a wisdom saving throw of a oh, fuck. 18. <laughs> like i said i'm really good at these things so uh doing pretty wise <laughs> got a dirty 20 last time it's six <laughs> drell as you are holding this house in place, you look forward to see what Menace is doing, and you see this wizard jelly-like face begin to cast, and you fail the wisdom saving throw as you are now charmed. I mean, my mom always said I was charming. <laughs> <laughs> you are now charmed by this. Damn, I wish uh, I knew that this was a spell. What a counter I mean, it is a spell. If you're trying to counterspell it. Fuck yeah. Armos, as you see this red ooze casting a spell, you instantly sense the magic coming from with it as Drell is becoming charmed and you see Drell's eyes are like making these weird hypnotic uh, colors as it's connecting to the ooze and you feel you see his grip loosening from holding the house up as it's focused on this red ooze and you are casting counterspell roll me uh, a DC 15 as you're trying to counter this spell Almost, what'd you roll? I rolled a nat 20, and as I see Drell slipping, I'm like, I say in his voice, no, you don't. And I fucking kind of spell it. Audibly punching air right now. Oh my God. Physically, literally punching air. I saw you do it. It's actually a 24 if you're curious, so. Oh, oh, oh okay. As oh. Drell is becoming charmed, you counter spell it, and the face drops. That's wonderful. It's just gonna make two. It's just gonna make two additional attacks now, and it's going to cool. attack oh. Minus, okay. yeah. and one is going to attack Armos. Don't do that. Minus <laughs> eight misses with a ten as a second tendril <laughs> whizzes past you to Armos, also missing. <laughs> <laughs> and it is now Sorry, going <laughs> to move as it begins to shift through the doorway into the hallway as it moves twenty feet westward into the hallway. We're going to move to initiative five, almost. You ain't going nowhere. And oh, I hey, run almost. into the room. I see it uh, <laughs> kind of going into the hallway, and I sprint as, far, uh, as fast as I can to catch up to it with no cares of my own will, just trying to get this thing dead as possible. Um, I'm going to do Eldritch Blast. Okay. A 23 for the first one and a 21 for the second one. Yeah, those hit. <laughs> which is 13 damage and then 12 damage. Wow. And just as, even if it killed it, I don't care. We hellish rebuke. And I said, Reginald, get out. Yeah, yes. right, let's do it. <laughs> and then. Well, she has to 
Doctor's DC 60. You shoot both <laughs> these Eldritch Blasts at point blank, and they cross into each other like in an X motion, going out the other side as this thing begins to fall apart. And then Reggie goes, Warp! reappears inside of it. Goes, <laughs> the ooze senses Reginald instantly and begins to separate. So Reginald is now just floating in the air for a moment and then explodes as he <laughs> saves from Hellish Rebuke. How much damage does he take? And fire engulfs the hallway into the red ooze. The red gelatin blob stops in place and is now lit into flames. All of its tentacles and extensions begin to slow down and stop in place in slow motion. A moment passes as it burns and then boom, a shockwave like sound is heard from the center of the jello and it reverberates and indents like it was just punched in the gut and the jelly ripples throughout its whole body through all of the through all of its extensions and then crash pop all the walls begin to burst and begin to crack and break as all these red tentacles that were still stuck in the floorboards and the walls begin to pop as red goo goes everywhere all traveling throughout the house making its way back to the center of the red ooze and it explodes splat all over the hallway and you Armos. I can just imagine Armos' backside is fine, but when he turns to me, his <laughs> front side around. is just goo. There is so around. yeah, Menace, you're in the room on the other side of the doorway as Armos is like lit into this, and you see this wall of goop splat over Armos, <laughs> but like this just whatever's behind him is clear of the goop, and everything else in the room is like completely covered. Uh, and then Armos? you hear things fall. <laughs> Something heavy falls in the place of the red ooze next to Reginald as Reginald's like holding his head like, whoa, whiplash. And then you hear the sounds of like, dink, 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 as several blood shards begin to fall. Armos, dealing the killing blow, roll me 1d20 for me. Nat 20? Okay, 19. 19. (laughs) Imagine. (laughs) 19 blood shards fall yes! into place around Reginald uh. next to this massive foot locker of a chest. Armos, did you kill it? I turn around and Menace sees me. <laughs> I got him. Oh. oh my god. Hey, Drell, get in here. I think the job's done. Uh, Guys, I'm like still holding up the fucking ceiling. I can't really leave here. <laughs> well like i guess is it like can, can i get a feel for does it feel like it's collapsing on me if i let go or was it more it's, like it was, it's not in the best condition you let go of it you like slightly loosen your grip mm-hmm. and you, you feel like crack as it almost like falls on you and then stops but you okay. feel it like it's going to come down eventually yeah so, all right guys we gotta make this fast can we take a like a like one of the dressers from the other room or something like a bed or whatever might be around maybe that table from the other room and like prop it up i think we should honestly just get the fuck out of here to be honest (laughs) um i think we should definitely try to go back down there though and see what else is down there before we leave yeah i'm peering through the hole and i'm like hey drell just take that barricade down meet us on the other side well minutes why don't you go open that chest real quick though Yeah, yeah, I'll do that while you're taking the barricade down. <laughs> I turn around and I start scooping up blood shards. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, this is great. 
and you see Reginald has like a he's so small but he has like six or seven of them and he's like he's like cuffing them in his arm he's like tucking them under his armpit he's like trying to pick them up he's hold, he's biting on one I, I see this tweaker picking up blood shards <laughs> I'm just like alright uh, okay and I, I see the chest in front of me I have mimic flashbacks and I like kind of poke it for a second with my mace the chest is, <laughs> looks like an iron chest dink 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 I'm slamming my mace down alright alright it's cool it feels very sturdy and it looks very rusted over and it's covered in this red goop just trying to open it now that it's didn't come awake and try and eat me. <laughs> you open the chest, and I am going to need two volunteers because this is a random treasure hoard. Yeah. All right. Armos rolled for his blood shards. So, <laughs> Drell, roll me a D100, and Menace, roll me a D100. 34. 34. I'm going to need you to roll me, roll me a D6. Got a one. Roll me a D100 one time. 67. You see a vial. The potion is very dense, and it is filled with purple liquid with an ovid cloud of pink floating within it. You look at it, and you study it for a moment. This is the potion of mind reading. Oh, my goodness. Drell. Uh, 39. Okay, roll me a D6. Five. Okay, roll me five D100s. Let me know what each unique number is. Uh, okay, first one is a 94 plus uh, 85, 28, 20, and 6. So with the 94, you see these pair of glasses made of crystal. The, the lenses are crystal, and they fit over your eyes almost perfectly. They're very small lenses. Uh, what was the next number? Uh, 85. There is a scroll in there, and the scroll is bound up, and the ribbon has the image of a seal on it. You recognize this as the scroll of protection. Woo! What's the next number? Uh, 28. You have the potion of clairvoyance, which you've gotten this before. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is the next number? Uh, 20. There is another scroll in there. It is the scroll... A fireball <laughs> at fourth level. Oh, We've fine. all gotten one. Finally. <laughs> uh, what was the next number? Like everyone else. Uh, last one is a six. One potion of superior healing. Oh, sick. So for those weird glasses, you're going to have to take time to learn what they are. You also see alongside those uh, random items is a little pouch. I need someone to roll me a D10. Rolling a D10. I got a nine. There are nine raving coins Whee! inside this bag. <laughs> nice. After you lift up all of this, like potions, and you take your scrolls, and then the raving coins, uh, there are two additional scrolls in there that are wrapped up. They are two individual spells. The first spell is the scroll of create food and water. Oh my goodness. And the other scroll is to purify food and water. So as you pick up these items, see something else beneath the bag of raven coins you see several several cloth parchments and torn leather like armor fragments like if a small piece was ripped off and they are, there's about a small stack of nine red dawn symbols that were like like patches that were stitched onto various parts of armor mostly leather and cloth and then you see a limb an unfamiliar beast 
at the bottom of the chest. It's all flesh, but like raw muscle tissue. Three large spikes sit at the end like fingertips, and it's cut off and it's a massive forearm. And almost you notice Reginald's hair on the back of his neck is sticking up. You see him like growling in the direction of this beast's limb. <laughs> and he's like thumping on your shoulder. And he's thumping pretty hard. And he's like, ow, ow. I'm, uh, I <sighs> grab him. What is it? And I'm holding him in my hand. Put me, put me, put me down, Omrios. Put me down. Put me down. Uh, yeah. Put him down. Just to see what he does. He jumps in the box. He takes the massive forearm of this beast that's like almost twice the size of him, and he like suplexes it. And he's like, "You weakling fool!" And then he starts to scream obscenities in a language you don't know. And he's like cursing this thing out. And there's like audible bleeps coming from him. And he's like beating the limb up, and he starts to eat it, and he starts to gnaw at it, ripping it to shreds, and uh, he's starting to consume it. I get, I get this guy. I get this guy. Aros, why are you letting your your rabbit just eat the eat the one thing we just found? What is you this? You know what? He he needs a second. Give him a second. Give him a second. You're not even gonna ask him what it is. Hey. He stops mangling at the limb, and the limb looks very eaten. And he stands up and he looks over the limb, and then he spits on it. Pathetic. He runs, walks back to you, almost. Bet you're the guy. Do you have any wings? What uh, what was that about? Well, I mean, there's no way this thing, this so-called demon, should have fell to this sack of jelly. What was that? It was like some weak-ass demon. Mm. Where I'm from. Some grunt, some foot soldier, pathetic, weakling. But how did its limb get here? Oh, he shrugs at you. He's like, oh. he's like, wait a minute. I was like, I thought you guys were. I don't want to say trapped, but stuck in your own little area, your own little realm. Well, yeah, yeah, we know we come from Bayloon, and that's how we get summoned from, and you know when we're ordered to do something or summoned to it. Oh, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, it might be. Well, that's weird. Somebody had to summon it here. So that's what that is downstairs. So, uh, after looking at everything, picked up. We, I'm going to head back downstairs and look at that portal. Three of you want to go return to the basement? Um, yeah, I just as long as we just gather everything up, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll just yeah. bring the arm. I, I toss you, it to Menace and I ask him to hold on to it. <laughs> the you arm? throw his bloody arm, this <laughs> yeah. demon forearm at Menace, like blood splats on you. You never know what you'll need it for, Menace. I got the leather patches. There's nine of them. The three of you return to the basement as the house is creaking a little bit, but being held in place. We, we return pass to the, basement. the torch on our way down, and I'm like, hey, good work watching the door. Ah! And you, all you right, all right, extinguish all right. the flame, and it stops screaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you return to the basement to look at the symbol, and it is still glowing as faint magic still resides within the room. And that is where we're going to end this week's session. <laughs> what a good old little episode. Good old little episode. Oh, oh yeah, what a great episode. Oh, man, this should have been... So, real quick, we're ending this episode level... Oh, we're level nine? 11 now. Of course, 11. Yeah, what level are we again? Uh, 39. 
You're ending this episode leveling up to level 10. <laughs> Damn, here we go. We, we collectively uh, jump at the same time and high five. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, the three of you have leveled up to level 10, and we will oh take this God. moment to take a short or long rest at your discretion. Uh, yes. You guys can choose that now if you like. However, you have used hit die before, so the only way to get those bad boys back is to take a long rest. You get the additional one from leveling but up. But if I don't... Let's just take a long rest. Why not? Just fucking chill for a sec. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do you know how many temporary hit points I got? Let me tell you. Keyboard is temporary. I know. Also, yeah, I would like to add that Minus is not feeling too hot, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's seen better days. <laughs> yeah, All my, right. My vote's long. Sorry. Sorry, yes. Armos. Right. Take a long rest here. Perfect. Okay. Whew. So the three of you went down to the basement and you guys leveled up. I'm just mad how that went down. This fight should have been <laughs> way different. Honestly, I thought it was hard. I thought it was <laughs> personally the greatest thing we've ever done. <laughs> if you I'm saw sure. the stat block of this thing it'd be like it, it should have killed it, one of you yeah I, uh, <laughs> almost killed me. i mean it got armos down it did, like, then he rolled a, how many net 20s did you roll almost i don't even know between the three of you <laughs> all i know oh, is you crap. poke the bear you poke the bear yes. and you're gonna get the horns <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, literally has out. those <laughs> yeah you literally yeah. have so you guys got some I will admit, we'll talk about it more on the after show, some underwhelming random loot. Um, so I thought you guys would get a little bit cooler stuff, but I made you guys roll on a really good table. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it was just unlucky, but the rules dictate as a random horde, that's what you get. Um, and I try to do that every so often because it's just, it just adds a little more spice of life to the episode. Um, yeah. Into the session, you know? So yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, on the after show, this was a hefty episode. I it think is good and a yeah. good fight, good fight. A lot, a lot of cool stuff to come. Uh, I did not think you two were gonna, you three were gonna finish the fight in this session. I was sorely mistaken. <laughs> and on that note, does anybody have any closing remarks before we move on to the Patreon shoutouts? Fuck walls, go through them. <laughs> go, just go through them. DM <laughs> puts up a wall, literally just break it yep. down. Yep. Obstacles aren't in the way. They are the way. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Any recommendations? Anything? 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 Uh, yeah. Last of Us. Go check out Last of Us. Uh, the new episode is dropping in tonight. I have not seen and it. I'm so. Yeah. You haven't? Oh, dude. I, no, I haven't oh, seen it. It's great. Really good. I've, it's I've actually heard, so good. Yeah. I've so heard it's good. super good. Yeah. I can't believe how good it is adaptation well, to the game. That's so at the time yes. of playing this session, only one episode. Would have yep. dropped the second episode it, being tonight. Yeah. So far, so good. But we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> very much. You may be eating out words by the time the session I, is I went into that series thinking they had just released it all, like most series do. And I was extremely upset that I was not allowed yes. to binge that right? show. <laughs> oh, my God. I watched it at midnight, uh, waiting. And then uh, I was like, oh, wow. I wonder when the next episode is. And I was like, oh, we randomly started watching it. And it just dropped that night. And I was so like, I have to wait a whole nother week now. Yeah. Oh my God. Pedro so, Pascal, best yeah. fucking Joel. Holy shit. Yeah. He's really Travel good. daddy. Protecting. I want him to mm -hmm. protect me and drag me all over the world or Not only that, but universe. That guy's, that guy's making a lot of money, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's got that yeah. Mandalorian. 
Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, one thing I just started watching too. We kind of talked about this before, like before recording, is a um, Mythic Quest on Apple mm. TV. Mm-hmm. It's like an MMO TV, and it's funny too because right. I just watched Welcome to Wrexham. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Anyone that's a big soccer football fan, that alone is a great show. But it's about um, Rob McElary, whatever his name is, and then um, uh, Ryan Reynolds. They like buy a European football club yeah. and it's like how they, they suck. They're like one of the bottom. They're not even technically in like a football league. They're so low. Um, So like, it's like about how they're like trying to get the team better and stuff. So yeah. Anyways, that guy is in mythic quest. He's also in it's always sunny. So highly recommend. Mm-hmm. All right. Good recommendations. Cool. Good recommendations. Yeah. And I recommend you to listen to the Patreon chat. I'll thank you everybody. We'll see you next week. Say bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. Now it's time for the Patreon shoutouts. First up, we got the Blood Shard Bandits here. And our first Blood Shard Bandit is Ulrich Shielddust. Ulrich's quest for his missing blacksmith hammer has led him to dark and strange places. He is currently investigating a lead given to him by somebody that goes by the name of Jack Informant. Wait, Ulrich now realizes he may have goofed and now just might be lost. If you see his golden blacksmith hammer, please handle it with care and do not under any circumstances try to use it. Next up, we have Alara Dawnstar. Alara's ears are ringing as she feels her name was recently mentioned in a shadowy land far off. In tune with her inner self, she knows something is amiss or afoot, perhaps. Back at Scoreus's temple, she resumes her training and guards the blue gem with her very life. When suddenly, there is a knock at the door. Next, we have the infamous Julius Kendrick. Julius Kendrick is up to no good as he travels through the land of shadows. His evil cunning and smart wit, Julius is sure to cook up a plan to get revenge on our heroes. Or should we say, revenger? <laughs> Next up is our newest member of the Bloodshot Bandits here, Reigns. Reigns is newly promoted in the world of meteorology, bringing a whole new meaning to the name of meteorologist. In recent events, Reigns was forecasting weather storms, and while forecasting, a large meteor-like object was falling from the sky. Who could have been behind such a meteor? No one knows, but luckily, Reigns was there to save the day. Now we're going to move on to the Sigic College alumni tier. First up, we have Artemis. Artemis has been hearing strange noises in the Alchemy dorm house at the Sigi College. As head of security, he has taken personal interest to the cause of all the ruckus. Destroyed closets and mysterious roughhousing will not go unpunished. Next up is Robert Crisp, an artificer with determination and big plans. But recently, while working on some new tech, there was a slight malfunction, causing the rocket-powered orb of transportation to fly off into the distance in a fiery blaze. But fear not, he's confident that it won't hurt anybody. Lastly for the Sigil College alumni is Ralamus. Ralamus is one of our newer gnomish members of the Sigil College alumni, rocking his way through South Trillis. Ralamus is the lead singer to the band named Beholder. Very fitting, because when they start a show, it's all eyes on him. And when Ralamus takes the stage, don't let his small size fool you, because this barbarian is sure to make any party into a rager. Now we're going to move on to Humbrea's heroes. First up is Alex Dredd. Alex has returned home with a fresh bounty. Dead, of course. But Alex Dredd does what Alex Dredd do. Shoot first, ask questions never. 
Next is Man with Glass, and we have an update with his court case with Man with Stone. It seems during a very physical witness testimony cross-examination process, they have finally moved to closing arguments. And during closing arguments, Man with Glass shattered the proverbial mirror and brought the jury to tears. We await for jury deliberation. Lastly, we have Sergio Rodriguez, a vagabond, wayward, traveler of the solstice who wanders the land of Humbrea. But what does he seek? Perhaps a fight or simply a place to hang his hat? And that's it for this week's shoutouts. If you would like to be added, go on over to our Patreon found in the link down below. And until next time, everybody, have a good one.